You're listening to the Awaken Podcast, brought to you by Father's House. Here's your host, Doyle Bradford. Hello and welcome to the Awaken Podcast. I'm glad you've taken the time to join me today. Last week, we talked about breaking soul ties. And one thing that I wanted to mention that I did not is you need to break soul ties with anyone whom you've suffered great rejection with. Anyone who has rejected you creates a soul tie. So today, I want to talk about rejection and how you can break free from rejection. It's been my experience, and I have prayed a lot of uh, deliverance prayers, soul healing prayers with people over the years, and rejection, 90% of the time, is the core of so many other issues. And I'm convinced today that the Lord wants to set you free from rejection. Rejection can be affecting your life in many other ways, and you're possibly dealing with the fruit, but not understanding and getting to the root, which was a time of rejection in your life. So I want to talk to you about rejection and breaking free from rejection for just a few minutes today. I will say it's one of the main strategies of the enemy to use rejection to stop you. So many people are moving forward, advancing. They have a a vision, a future. They're excited about where they're going. And then rejection comes into their lives and they don't quite recover from rejection. So I want to first say, you will not walk in destiny without facing rejection. Rejection will come to everyone in some capacity. No one ever accomplished anything great without rejection. So we've got to learn how to deal with rejection. But the main important thing is we've got to learn not to let rejection stop us. And what happens sometimes is... When we're rejected, we respond wrongly, and then we get off track and actually forfeit our destiny. So rejection causes people to get stuck in a certain event that might have happened years ago, and they live in it. And so I remembered, you know, after the podcast last week, as far as soul ties and rejection, there's no point that's too far in the past for you to still be having an issue that was opened up because of rejection. Now, what I'm saying here is the playground in in, in school. Early on in, in uh, grade school, uh, you moved on to junior high, your school years, all of these things, there are rejections that form and shape a mindset in you. And it is very freeing for you to go back to that very moment, even if it was many years ago, and even if it seems insignificant. And to some, it may even seem like it's a petty thing this many years later. But see, the thing is, it was the open door to allow rejection in, and then many other things in our life are a result of things not properly dealt with, rejection not properly dealt with, and that can be many, many years ago. So you have to deal with rejection properly. You need to know how the enemy uses rejection, and I'm going to show you that today. But if it's not dealt with carefully, 
rejection can affect you spirit, soul, and even your body, physical things, I believe, illnesses, and so on. But in order for the enemy to operate in our life, he looks for open doors. It says the enemy goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So whom he may devour, what he's looking for is an entry point into our lives. And rejection is probably the number one entry point that gives the enemy an inroad into our emotions and our life and paralyzes us and hinders us walking in destiny. So an event happens in our lives and the enemy sees an opportunity to come and enter. And I'm convinced that rejection is one of them, probably the main door that allows the enemy to get a foothold in our lives. Rejection is the open door. So rejection opens the door to many other strongholds in our life. And what happens is we we try to deal with the results, the fruit, not recognizing the door to the other things was opened when we rejected in some way. Rejection is the most common issue in soul healing. Now, I want to talk to you about three aspects of rejection that create a cycle. There's a cycle where rejection is concerned. And I believe many are stuck in this cycle and they repeat this cycle and it's keeping them from walking in the fullness of what God called them to do. So we have rejection. We have the fear of rejection, we have self-rejection, and we have perceived rejection. Those are four aspects of rejection that work together to keep us in bondage, to keep us tied to our past. So let's look at how this works. We've got rejection. Someone rejected you, or you perceived it, It may not even be true. You need to understand this thing about perceived rejection. Because if you perceive that someone is rejecting you, whether they are or not, you function as if it were true. So it may or may not be true, but perceived rejection is a real issue with most people. So what happens is we get rejected or we perceive it. Now we begin to live our life with fear of rejection. As a result of the rejection or the perceived rejection, we're constantly afraid of being rejected again. Now, one of the things that this results in is you try to please everyone around you. You feel an overwhelming amount of pressure It's almost being like a hamster on a wheel. It's like a a drive that you cannot escape because you're paralyzed with this fear of being rejected again. So you get in a performance mindset. Yes, I hear you, Lord. Some of you, you struggle with, with perfectionism. You struggle with performance. And the reason is you were rejected or you perceived you were rejected. And from that moment on, You've been operating in fear of rejection, and so you try to please everybody around you, and you're miserable because you can't really enjoy any relationships or any pretty much anything in your life because you're always have running in the background, I'm afraid they're going to reject me. So this person tries to please everybody. There's one sure way to fail, try to please everybody. 
you are not going to please everybody. You cannot do it. And so a person who has been rejected and now they operate in fear of rejection, they absolutely are struggling in the relationship arena. They, they, they tend not to have great relationships because they're so busy trying not to offend the other person or not to get rejected again that they're not real. They're fake. Hear me now. Many times when you've been rejected, you're afraid to really be who you are. You try to be who that you think they want you to be. And therefore, a strong relationship really doesn't form because we have to have relationship with each other. You cannot build a strong relationship with someone who's pretending to be someone else. But someone else who has been rejected, now they have fear of rejection. They're concerned about pleasing everybody. It's very hard to build relationship with that person. And so you may be a person that relationships have been like a revolving door in your life. Well, today you need to realize that you need to deal with the rejection that first entered your life and break the fear of rejection, so that you can be who you are. See, your real relationships, your real friendships will be with people who accept you for who you are. Here's the reality. If you're pretending to be someone else because you've been rejected, then you're not going to build strong, solid relationships. Now, there's a third aspect then that we go to, which is self-rejection. So we get rejected. Now we live in a fear of being rejected again, and what we tend to do is start rejecting ourselves. We, again, we're trying to please everybody. You begin to feel like a failure because you can't please everyone, and now you begin to reject yourself. I'm telling you, many of the habits, drug habits, uh, alcoholism, uh, overeating, Many of these things are tied to self-rejection. So we get rejected. Now we have a fear of rejection. We feel like we can't please anyone. So now we reject ourselves. There must be something wrong with me. So what happens is you begin to act out in certain ways to punish yourself. After all, you deserve it. So rejection is the root cause of many other issues. Rejection has fruit. Rejection is the root, while other things are the fruit. And if we don't go back and deal with the rejection, the door that was opened through rejection, we don't experience the freedom in our lives and in our emotions that the Lord wants us to experience. He wants you to be free. Make no mistake about it. And so that's why I said many times when I deal with people, I have them go back over their entire life and write things that they remember. And what happens is I discover many times that that so many, 50 years, 30 years, 40 years ago, the Holy Spirit brings something up in their mind that caused them to feel this rejection. And again, I'm saying it, it could be on the playground. It could be uh, in your high school and junior high years. It could be on the job. There is no limit. But you're still being affected by that. And I believe the Lord wants to set you free today. And that's why you're listening to this podcast. But we often spend time trying to deal with issues and deal with the fruit, not recognizing that the real source is rejection. So what I want to do now is 
I will say this. Most relationship trouble can be traced back to rejection. You need to understand that. Spirits often operate in groups. One opens the door. Rejection many times opens the door. And then other things begin to happen in our life. So let's talk about some of them. Uh, Jealousy. Rejection can cause you to operate in jealousy. You start to focus on what you don't have and what others do have, and then you begin to want that and you begin to covet that. But the issue is you're struggling with rejection, perceived rejection, and self-rejection. Many times you don't think you're good enough to have God's best. You don't think you're good enough to be blessed. So what you do is you focus on what you don't have and what others do, and this causes you to operate in jealousy. Then we have anger. Many people who have dealt with rejection, the manifestation of that is anger in a major way. Because what happens is you want justice for what has happened to you. And see, it can be so far in our past that we forget that. But we have this situation where someone treated us poorly, someone treated us wrongly, and we feel as if no one took up for us. No one came to our assistance or our aid. And so maybe the person got away with it. And so what happens is we want justice for what has happened. And many times that manifests as anger. Sometimes when you're struggling with anger, you have to go back to where the entry point was. So what happens is now you want justice for what has happened. You begin to take that out on other people. You don't take it out on the one who rejected you. Maybe they're gone. Maybe maybe it's not even someone you can address it with. But you're still dealing with it by taking it out on someone other than the one who rejected you. So rejection many times opens the door to anger. We've discussed this some. It opens the door to a spirit of fear. You begin to be afraid of what others think. You have a fear of failure. So you quit trying to accomplish anything. Man, I have seen some people that have so much ability, so much talent, and so and they're so gifted. But they have such a fear of failure, which came through rejection, that they really just quit trying to accomplish anything. They settle for where they are when God has called them to much greater. And the reason is they stop trying to accomplish anything because they might get rejected again if they fail. It causes fear of relationships. Hear me now. Fear, many times, manifesting in our lives, fear of what others think, fear of failure, and fear of relationships is tied to rejection. So what a person who's been rejected tends to do, they're afraid of getting rejected again, so they have develop a strong fear of relationships and they begin to live a withdrawn life. They withdraw themselves from any kind of relationship or bonding. And this, the enemy uses this tremendously because you have to understand your destiny is connected to others. 
So when your enemy gets you to stop connecting with others because of rejection, he's essentially stopped your destiny because you cannot fulfill your destiny without relationship with other people. And if you're paralyzed with fear of rejection, causing you to withdraw and not have any emotional bond with anyone, he has essentially stopped you in your tracks. He's robbed you of walking in your purpose and it all came through this door of rejection. So another manifestation of rejection is you make poor relationship choices. You move toward one-sided abusive relationships. You don't like yourself. You reject yourself. So you're prone to have relationships with people who treat you poorly. Because after all, you deserve it. Somebody rejected you before. Now you're afraid of it. Now you reject yourself. So why not have a relationship with someone who rejects you now? So it's it's a cycle. You move toward one-sided, abusive relationships. And this is absolutely true in the choice of churches. Some people that have been rejected this way, they love going to a church that, excuse me for saying it this way, but they like to go to a church that beats the hell out of them. They like to be beaten up. They like to be told how, how bad they are and how much they need to strive for the love of Christ. Well, that causes you to make poor relationship choices, and it stems from being rejected. Some people don't think you're going to church unless you go to one that beats you up. I know it to be fact. And so you always go, you, you go where they're always beating you up, and that's what you think church is. But the Lord wants to free you from your rejection so that you can get into relationships, so that you can be mentored, so that you can be developed. The purpose of the local church is not to beat you up and reject you further. The purpose of the local church is to equip you so that you can walk in your purpose and your destiny. So you need to understand that rejection will cause you to make poor relationship choices. Uh, rejection will cause you to develop habits to help you cope. Addiction, I believe, is most often the result of some form of rejection. That's the coping mechanism, is the addiction. Uh, Self-accusation. Bl you blame yourself for the hurt you've endured. You believe something is wrong with them, and they aren't good enough, and it's their fault. That's what you do. You blame yourself. You believe that something's wrong with you and you aren't good enough, and it's your own fault. Self-accusation. So then, many times, you move into depression. The enemy wears down a rejected person, and due to the lack of their healthy relationships, they feel alone. They become isolated. They get into depression. Make no mistake about it, isolation is a strategy of the enemy. We were created to be a body, to function together, members of one body, members in particular. But what happens is we blame ourselves. We think something's wrong with us. We aren't good enough and it's our fault. Then the enemy uses that to bring us into depression and isolation. Another manifestation of, of rejection is perfectionism. We mentioned this a little, but a rejected person tries to win approval by attempting to do everything perfectly. 
And they live in such a place of being driven on the inside. They're struggling. They're miserable because they, they're trying to be perfect. Perfectionism. A rejected person tries to win approval by doing everything perfectly. And so they don't enjoy the benefits or the, the relationships that they should because they're always stuck in perfectionism. They believe if they perform well enough, they'll be accepted. Man, this perfectionist and performance mindset so often is the manifestation of rejection you've experienced in your life. Now, then what happens? We have another step. So, so we, we reject ourselves. We blame ourselves. We get into self-accusation. Then we get into depression and isolation. We start to be a perfectionist. We operate in perfectionism to win the approval of others because we're afraid of being rejected. And then what happens is we, we're opened up to a spirit of pride. Our ego becomes enormous. And so a large ego or pride in operation many times is a product of this striving to gain the approval of others. And it is pride. There's no question about it because the focus is on me. I'm trying to impress others. I've seen so many people that are called to the ministry. And and this rejection in their life causes them to have such an ego and they desire with everything in them to have the approval of the people they're speaking to or teaching. And this absolutely kills the anointing on their lives. The drive for perfection causes them to move in a spirit of pride. They come across as prideful and arrogant, but really what's happening is they're insecure. And the insecurity is created from the rejection, trying to operate in perfectionism to heal the place of rejection. And then what happens is that person becomes critical and judgmental. And it causes people not to like them. Nobody likes an arrogant person. But the person that's arrogant usually is insecure. And they're insecure because they've been rejected. And now they're trying to compensate for the rejection by coming across as arrogant and a know-it-all and having all the answers. So what happens then? They get rejected again. They become critical and judgmental, which causes people not to like them. And now they get rejected again. And so pride is in great operation in a person who has suffered rejection. A person tries to make themselves look successful and competent. They try to build their own selves up. On the inside, they're falling apart. But on the outside, they've developed a habit of pretending they have everything together. Well, that's all the time I have for today. I'd hope to get a little farther. But I have some other things that I just don't want to skip over. So next week, I'll come back and talk to you a little bit more about rejection and its effects and its sources. So be sure to tune in next week. Thank you for joining me today. You are always in my thoughts and prayers. I look forward to speaking with you next week. May the blessing of the Lord rest upon you and all you do. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe. To stay up to date, 
Like our Father's House Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at Father's House IC.